Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Litigators also need to be incredible negotiators. These litigators also need to be able to get clients to pay bills. Litigators have so many opportunities to make mistakes. If you're a litigator, you're often attacked by courts, by employers, by the other side, and by even by your clients. Okay, welcome. This is a, it's an interesting webinar and it's about a pretty important topic that applies to a lot of people. If you're a law student, the odds are that you're going to be become a litigator. If you're a transactional attorney, it's also important for you to understand what litigators do. And if you're a litigator, it's important to understand a lot of the challenges of being a litigator and also things that you can avoid and really how to become much better at your job and to avoid the problems that come along with being a litigator. And one of the things I think it's important to understand as well is that litigation is a very risky and demanding and thankless practice area. And it's often, depending on your the branch of litigation you're in, if you're a commercial litigator, it's also very difficult for you to get a good lateral job. It's very hard many times to distinguish yourself because most attorneys, more than 50% of them are litigators. And because there's so many of them practicing, there's actually very few of them are good, and most of them lose a lot more than they win. And it just can be a very difficult position and practice here to be in. If you're a litigator, you're often attacked by courts, by employers, by the other side, and by even by your clients. And so it's a very thankless job. And a lot of litigators get very stressed out. There's constant deadlines and issues with being a litigator that make it very difficult. You have to be conniving. It's in a constant fight mode. And by and large, it's, it can be very unglamorous work. And most of the work is not done in a court. Most cases settle. And litigators often will spend the majority of their working hours doing piles of mundane discovery and busy work. And often the work that you're doing can be very uninteresting for litigators. I'm excited today to talk about this. I'm a former litigator and I have a pretty good understanding of what litigators do. I'm also someone that works with litigators and places hundreds of them per year in different types of litigation jobs. And there's all sorts of litigation jobs. There's consumer-facing litigation, which could be anything like family law. There's insurance defense. There's, there's commercial litigation. There's IP litigation. There's all sorts of litigation, but the majority of litigation that people do is related to things like representing families and individuals and working on behalf of insurance companies. And then commercial litigation is a whole separate species that we'll also discuss. Because there's so many litigation jobs and so many litigators out there, the gamut of what they earn, uh, many of them don't make very much money at all. So that's also a, something to consider, but there's litigation jobs in pretty much every town and every market in the country. Any town you go into, there's going to be litigators. And uh, because there's so many litigation jobs and there's working for different types of litigation, a lot of them don't pay very well at all. And as a matter of fact, the majority of litigation jobs, because there's so many of them and they're in such small markets, don't pay very much. And yet that's where most of the jobs are. And something that I've noticed, if you're a current litigator or you're considering being a litigator, most attorneys that are litigators do not enjoy that work, the work very much uh, because there's so much stress associated with it and there's so much, so many issues in terms of the kind of nature of the work. So it can be very stressful work. 
a lot of litigators, I would say more than half, aren't happy, healthy, doing the job, or successful by any means. There are personalities, which I'll talk about today, that are well suited to it. But I do want to talk about this in some detail because if you are a litigator, you may find reasons to continue with it based on what I'm saying today. If you're not a litigator and you're thinking about doing it, you may think a little bit about you know what I'm saying today, and it may make you either want it more or less. But there's so many litigators out there that when large law firms have needs for commercial litigators, they often feel that those litigators are expendable, and, and thus, those litigators really do experience a lot of job insecurity. There's so many litigators out there, and large law firms, really, it's very easy for them to find litigators as opposed to people transactional practice areas and other things. And the other thing that's very interesting about litigation is the type of skills that it requires. So it does require different skills in other practice areas. And, and to be a very good litigator, meaning the sort of person that tends to win matters and that, uh, that is good at it and likes it and gets good results, requires a lot of different skills than you may not see in other practice areas. In some other practice areas like patent law and other things, even transactional real estate work or being a bookish nerd is perfectly fine if you can do things behind the scenes and be very good. But as a litigator, there's certain things you need to have very good skills with that and really exceptional skills if you're going to rise to the top in terms of being a litigator. So one of the big things is, especially for commercial litigation and is you need to be a very good writer. And very few people are uh, exceptional writers, but most litigation is really one based on how well people write. And then also when you you need to be able to write well, but then you also need to have the ability and some people to go to court and argue. You need to be able to be very persuasive verbally on your feet. And you also need to be able to get clients. So you need to be able to do that in all practice areas, but in litigation, it's even more important you need to be seen as like the go-to person for different types of litigation because there's always it's very hard it's not like litigation's a lot different than other practice areas because especially in commercial litigation because clients have the need for you maybe once or not on an ongoing basis and then that may be it unlike corporate or something where people are doing transactions all the time Litigators also need to be incredible negotiators. They need to be able to negotiate with the other side. They need to be able to intimidate the other side. They need to be able to see around corners. And being the, they need to be able to negotiate very well compared to other types of practice areas where I would say it's not as important. They negotiate all the time, all sorts of things, and it's just a very difficult practice area. These litigators also need to be able to get clients to pay bills. It's unlike other practice areas, people have a very difficult time in litigation, many times getting clients to pay bills, especially when they lose. And it becomes, it's often a very difficult job to make a living at and to be happy on an ongoing basis doing. And I hate to say it, and I did write this, but I don't know, and it's a little bit harsh, but because there's so many litigators out there that are average and not very good. And litigation, you need all these different skills, negotiation, writing, and other things. There, there often is really a lot more potential doing other things that may not seem that require going to law school. You could make a very good living many times selling automobiles or running coffee shops or things like that. And I'm not suggesting anyone do that, but what I am suggesting is if you want to be happy, you need to understand what you're in if you're a litigator, what you're going to get in. 
The other thing that's very scary, in my opinion, if you're a litigator, is that a lot of times litigators will have a very difficult time, especially getting jobs, and especially the commercial litigators and people in trying to get the most competitive jobs, meaning the highest paying litigation jobs. Most transactional attorneys can always get jobs in big firms. So if they're at a big firm and they want to go to another big firm, another very good firm, they can get jobs, but it's very difficult for litigators. So an example would be if you're a transactional attorney and you have no business and you have 10 or 15 years of experience, you actually probably are marketable, maybe not in some of the biggest cities, but you're probably marketable to big firms in some part of the country. And it's the exact opposite with litigators, like they're not as interested in them. And then there's some cities like Washington, D.C. that have so many litigators that the bar is just incredibly high. In many markets, I would say most major markets, if you want to get a job in a large law firm as a, as a litigator, you need to have, and I'm talking about the big firms that everyone wants to work at, you need to, you're going to have a very difficult time even with the best qualifications. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. I see people all the time in major cities that have the best schools, the best honors from the schools, the biggest firms on their resume, and they have a very difficult time getting interviews And when they get more senior, for example. And the exact opposite happens with transactional attorneys. Now, transactional attorneys are in positions where the market's really bad. So Anytime there's a recession, capital markets and things slow down, but quite dramatically. But most transactional attorneys can always get positions in-house, and it's very difficult for litigators to get jobs in-house. And, and a lot of people don't experience a lot of financial success practicing law with, as a litigator. There's certainly lots of people that become extremely successful doing personal injury law, doing class actions, and honestly can make hundreds of millions of dollars doing this. You can and these stories about how much money people make doing it are real. But there's also different types of litigation, intellectual property litigation, especially when you're a plaintiff, and different financial services related litigation where you can do incredibly well as a plaintiff or even as a defendant in a big firm. But the, when you start talking about commercial litigation defense and other types of litigation, big firms, it becomes very risky. And honestly, most litigators, depending on the practice areas, you have insurance defense, you have all sorts of practice areas that are commercial litigation where it's very difficult for the commercial litigators to make a lot of money, the kind of money that they want to, to have the kind of employment security they want to. And it can be very difficult, especially if you're trying to stay in a large law firm. And the other thing is they, many of them drop out of the practice of law and they do other things because of the stress. And I'll talk about that today. I've seen lots of litigators from very good backgrounds do things like start ice cream parlors, sell life insurance, or start home repair companies. And, and many times they need to do things like that to find the personal success. And I'm going to talk a lot today about what does it mean to be successful? What does it mean to be happy? Because 
I'm not just going to point out the negatives of being a litigator. I'm going to talk about why litigators many times are unhappy doing the job, but I'm also going to talk about why it's a natural fit for many people. So if you're the right fit for it, it's the absolute perfect job and you should, and people will love it. But for most people, and it's not certainly all people, litigation is not going to be your best career choice and you simply shouldn't be doing it. And I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it because it's important to understand. If you are not exceptional as a litigator, meaning you don't have, especially, and let me talk about just commercial litigation to start. If you're not exceptional, meaning you don't know all the tricks, you're not motivated by, you're not smart, you're not able to pick up arguments and things, you will get beat up your whole career. And it's just not a good use of your skills. I know very good litigators and they just, they always win and they go, and that's what will happen to a lot of people that are in the wrong practice area. And you may be, if for, if, if for yourself, you may litigation may not be the right practice area, or it might be. So I'm going to go through these 15 reasons that kind of cautionary reasons not to be a litigator, and then I'll conclude there, and then we'll go to Q&A. The first thing to understand is litigation is the largest practice area. It's very difficult for, because there's so many litigators out there, they're literally in every city, and there are tons of them in every city, it's very difficult to distinguish yourself compared to other practice areas. So if you announce in, a, in any city that you're a trust and state's attorney, or you're a family law attorney, or you do this or that, it's, those are practice areas. And again, family law is litigation, but just straight like business litigation and different litigation, you're going into the largest pool of attorneys there is. And there's honestly, there's more litigators out there than other types of lawyers. And, and, and the reason for that is, is because mo that's where frankly, most of the need is, but also law schools train people to be litigators. So you have the case method and reading and mock trial and, and all these sorts of things. And that, so people learn to be litigators almost when they're in law school. And you come out of law school many times already having, knowing how to litigate. So everyone learns how to be a litigator when they're in law school. And then most of the jobs that there are that exist are in litigation. So if you go in any crowd of people in a big city and you, you were to take a bullhorn announcing you need a litigator, the odds are that if you had a random sample of 100 people, some of them are going to be litigators. There's just so many of them. They're all over. And the problem is because there's so many litigators, it becomes if you want to work in a big firm or that's your long-term goal is to be part of this. And that's what a lot of people show up to these webinars for and to learn that it's very difficult to distinguish yourself because there's so many people out there trying to do it. And law firms have the ability to pick and choose who they want. Uh, when you look at the best, when you look at litigators in large law firms, even if you go to a really good school, it's still going to be often very difficult to get a litigation job. And the law firms are often very discriminating in the type of people that they hire. And clients are also very discriminating. So it's the clients when they're looking for a litigator, just as you would if you needed someone to help you with a serious problem are often from the firms, they want people with the very best qualifications. The partners that they hire to work on their cases typically are the toughest and hungriest and most competitive. Um, and they often, they'll, the kind of things that they're looking for in large law firms are different than what they're looking for and what the clients expect and what they're looking for in a lot of other practice areas. So you, when you look at the biggest firms that people often went to the best schools, but not only that, but they did federal clerkships and preferably appellate clerkships. And then they went to the best law schools and, and there's just a lot of really good things. And 
law firms are looking at things the same way. And just so you understand what's going on is that uh, one of the reasons that law firms think this stuff is so important is because their clients think it's important. And it's very difficult, really, to evaluate all these skills that I talked about earlier, like your negotiation skills, how smart you are, how your ability to dissect arguments, your ability to communicate arguments very well in writing and in person. So a lot of the stuff you can't test. And the only way that they have any way of knowing the quality of someone is if you have all these kind of, if you've gotten all these writing related things, which are like law review and clerkships and been exposed to that and look like you're a natural fit for it. You know, what happens with, with attorneys and especially with commercial attorneys is that uh, commercial litigation attorneys is that you're competing against people that for the best jobs that are, you know, really pretty awesome. And that's part of the problem. And when the law firm hires a transactional attorney, and again, I'm not saying this is a problem, but when they hire a transactional attorney, really what they're looking concerned about are the grades of the transactional attorney, maybe to some extent, but not that concerned. So you can get a, the emphasis really is more on the person's, the kind of work that they've done, the kind of things they've been exposed to. But when they're looking for litigators, unless it's in a real kind of small niche, they're really kind of looking for, especially at the highest level, they're looking for people that really show that they have the best credentials. And that's things like order the coif and law review and these clerkships. And if you went to a law school below the top 15, they want to make sure that you did really well. Litigators, I don't know, I think it's because there's more of them, or, or I don't know what it is, but it's, it's much more competitive to get positions at top firms than as a litigator than it is in other practice areas. They expect a little bit more, more from them in terms of things. And what I've noticed in decades of watching litigators, watching, being involved in lots of litigation myself, is that the best litigators are able to work harder. They're able to develop arguments that other people don't see. They're able to take complicated matters and make them communicate them very well to the judge. They, in very simple, easy to understand ways. And so it's just, it's the problem with litigation is more than I think a lot of other practice areas is that their smarts and their ability to argue and do things. There's, there is the people that are good at it are very rare. And unfortunately, what it means is if you're not good at it and you come up against people that are good at it, they will many times just run all over you. And, and that's the problem. That's, and that's what I, and so if you don't have these natural skills and you don't see yourself developing these natural skills to be very good and to come up with these sort of arguments and you may be in a practice area where, where it's not going to benefit you in the long run. Now, that's not to say that all aspects of litigation are like that. Personal injury law, if someone gets injured, fine, that's what it is. And it's not going to be so much based on motions as it is on your ability to press cases forward and so forth. But for the most part, litigation does require very specific skills and talents that a lot of people don't have. And that's what makes it a very difficult practice area, because if you're not really good at it, then you're going to be disappointed in the practice area. And you're going to be basically against people a lot of the time where you're not winning, you're just losing. And I see that all the time. It's very it's sad in a lot of ways. And you just need to realize that you should really, because there's so many people competing, you want to you need to be good at it if you want to do it. The other thing that's scary is that litigators have so many opportunities to make mistakes compared to attorneys in other practice areas. So there's all these deadlines in litigation. There's deadlines. There might be several deadlines in a given day. There's deadlines for filing things. There's 
deadlines for discovery, there's deadlines for trials and motions. And so when I was a litigator, there would be multiple deadlines in a given day. And often attorneys may need to scamper across town or the country to be to go to various hearings and motions. And, and it can be very difficult for attorneys. And it creates a lot of opportunities to make mistakes. And the missed deadline or forgetting to attach a paper to a document can often lose a case. In some cases, it can destroy careers. I've seen people lose their jobs by forgetting to attach a verification to a document or missing a deadline. And all this stuff is very common. And because of it, there's often a huge sense of anxiety. People have nightmares about missing deadlines. And because there's so many deadlines and it's just constantly never ending, it's just you're in this role where you're just constantly pushing against all these deadlines and they keep coming up and it can really wear people down and makes them feel old, paranoid, defensive and on pins and needles. And, and, and so it's, you become paranoid, like you're worried that some, something happened or and you, and you become, because you're always hitting these deadlines and it just never ends. And it's the longer you do it, the more stressful it gets. And, and so it's, you have to realize that if you are a litigator, you're going to have all these deadlines and that's your role is to deal with all these deadlines all the time. And you're constantly going to be held hostage by these deadlines. The other thing that's really scary is you have all these bosses and people waiting for you to screw up. If you do a lot of jobs, you'll just have one boss. But when you're a litigator, you have all these people that are hostile and waiting for you to screw up. This may be your law firm superiors, your law firm managers, that you know, the people that are your boss in the law firm, the, the people that are managing the law firm, your co-counsel is always waiting for you to screw up because they want the client that you may be co-counsel with and they want the client to themselves. Your client is often against you. Sometimes you you may be hired by a client and then the client has in-house counsel that would rather have another firm and the client is mad about the bills. Your opposing counsel is often your, of course, is always your enemy. They're trying to get you to screw up and make you look bad. And judges are always there watching what's happening. And and then if you have multiple cases, just imagine how much stress that is. So if you have 25 cases, you're essentially, in, if you're an associate, that means you might be working for 25 different attorneys in the firm. So you may have, and then you have, this is with 25 cases, you have 25 judges that are overlooking your work and where you could get in trouble with. You have, you may have 25 co-counsel on a case. I'm just saying that that's possible. You may have 25 clients uh, or more clients for that you're representing. You may have 25, 25 plus opposing counsel. Um, so you just have to understand that if you have 25 cases, just you may have 100 plus people overlooking everything you're doing and, and, make, and watching, waiting for you to screw up so they can pounce on it. And that's very stressful. And so every time you open your email or you get a phone call or a text or something or something appears on your desk, it's, it's someone basically could be someone attacking you and just pointing out that you screwed up and it's scary. And so everywhere you turn, there's people out to get you. And this can make it very stressful and it can really mess with you. And it, and it does. And people that people that have been doing this for a long time look like often beaten down sailors and it's scary. People to cope with the stress, they will, they'll many, first of all, they, a lot of them have drug and alcohol problems, which, you know, anybody uh, would, uh, and that I'm not saying anybody would, but they use that as coping mechanisms. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, 
you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. A lot of them, divorce is extremely common because imagine you you have everyone around you could be your enemy, including your peer attorneys that are competing with you to be partner for business or your, so your peers are your enemies. Often you're, so you, when you're at home or with your spouse, or you're not pleasant and you're, you're worried about deadlines. You, you want to have some way to relax and get rid of the stress. You don't want to talk about things. You're stressed and you may be unpleasant and very unhappy inside and using ways to escape. And uh, and then many times litigators die at premature deaths. I see it all the time and it's bad. And just think about it. I mean, if you, anybody, and this is what happens when you're a litigator, if you have a hundred plus people all over you every minute of every day, waiting for you to make a mistake and hoping you do, and then attacking you and cutting down your arguments and things and coming after you, imagine how stressed off you would be. And so this is the this is what waits people to do it. And this is why many people do what they can to get out of a position as a litigator as quickly as they possibly can. They are after a couple of years of it because it can be very stressful and not fun. So this is another thing about litigation. I don't know how important this is, but it's you need to be very good at research and writing. And in, in a lot of cases, your ability in other practice areas, your ability to be able to be detail-oriented with the transactions and other things about tax or what is very important. But you have to be very good at research when you're a litigator, meaning you have to be able to find arguments and things that other people don't. It's very central to being a litigator because uh, you're writing for the court and you need to take, you need to be able to find ideas and arguments and distill them into very easy to understand things. And, and the best law firms typically have attorneys working for them that are extremely talented writers and researchers that are, will figure things out and will make the, enable the large law firms to get better results than the plaintiff's attorneys. And so I, I just, what's important to understand is that if you don't have these skills, meaning you're unable to research and you're not motivated to do it, and you're not excited by that, and you're not, you don't understand the ways to find exceptions and tear apart less reasoned arguments. It's not a good position for you. And this is what big law firms do, and they're very good at. And, and unless you like it, you're going to get beat up. You're going to have a hard time many times if you're bringing cases against people. You're going to have a hard time if you're, regardless of what your role is, you're going to, it's going to be very difficult for you in a large firm as a litigator, because if you don't have those abilities and you're not excited about research and writing and things. It can be a very difficult job and you're going to come up against a lot of dead ends. And, and again, you don't have to be a good writer for other, for certain practice areas like personal injury law. If someone, you know, is run over, it's pretty clear. In other practice areas, you have to be, parts of litigation, you have to be very good at. And to be really part of the big leagues, meaning taking on the largest cases and working on the most important things, uh, you really need to like research and writing and you need to be very good at it and you need to enjoy 
uh, taking arguments and coming up with arguments and twisting them to your advantage. And it needs to be something that comes naturally to you. And you need to be someone that can easily deal with the stress that happens when you're arguing with people and you need to enjoy it. It needs to come uh, naturally to you and you need to like it. And you should relish seeing your words on paper and be excited by taking cutting words out of your arguments and making them better and get excited about making arguments that tear down the other side and, and, and coming up with new arguments and things. And these are things that you need to like and you need to like them instinctively because if you don't like them uh, and you're not like this and you don't have those skills, then you probably, it's not to be mean, but you, it's not, you're going to lose against people that are like that. And that's just how it works. And uh, one of the problems with being a litigator as well is that other practice areas, like if you're a corporate attorney, you can always go out and meet with businesses and talk to them about filing papers and corporate formalities and things that they need to do. But being a litigator isn't always conducive to having a large book of business. Instead, what happens with litigators is it's very difficult for them to get business. So it's very difficult for most litigators to build a book of business and really to be simple. When if you're a litigator, you're only representing clients during litigation, and those clients that you represent, you're losing uh, a lot of the times. If you lose, then the client's not going to want to use you again. And also, if you're a corporate attorney, what often happens is that the, you'll get spinoff work. So, your corporate attorney, they might have you do their IP, they might have you do litigation related work, you may be able to spin off and give work to litigators, but unfortunately, with litigation, you don't always get that type of work because you're not talking to the client. The client doesn't like you as much. If someone's sued, you're not, they don't like having to pay your bills or they don't like being sued. They don't think they're wrong. They think they're, they don't think they're wrong. It's just, it's a different type of thing. And one of the things that's very interesting is you all the time, like law firms are always looking for partners with business or different types of attorneys, but law firms very rarely request litigators for business. As a matter of fact, it's extremely rare. Law firms most of the time don't have a lot of interest in it because they understand that if a litigator brings in business, it's not always going to stick around. But they want transactional attorneys because transactional attorneys have ongoing relationships and, and the, with companies and things. And so there's always, it tends to be much more steady work and also spinoff work that comes from them. And if you're in a transactional practice area, for example, like real estate or corporate, if you're a real estate attorney, you're always going to be representing real estate developers that are that are entering into leases or buying properties or selling properties. And if you're corporate, you're always going to be representing companies that are buying companies or selling parts of their company and so forth. And But the thing just that just doesn't exist. A real estate attorney is continually doing things or a patent attorney continually doing things. And But in, with transactional work, there's ongoing relationships that people have with their clients. And those clients will continually use them, but and they're not losing. You're not losing a lease or you're not losing, but what litigator loses. And so if you lose or they're not happy with the result, then they're not going to use you again. But transactional is different. They tend to have long-term stable relationships and, and they like them more and it's not, the bills aren't often as high. And, and a lot of times the referrals business to litigators will come from other departments like corporate or it's very difficult for litigators to continually develop business. And a lot of times the litigation work in large law firms is actually sourced by transactional works and not the litigators. And a lot of times also the relationship that litigators have with their clients is often shorter and can be punctuated by stress and 
unpredictable bills, negotiation of bills, anger about terms of settlements. And so it's very difficult for a lot of litigators to build books of business. And there's huge exceptions to this. There are litigators that have huge books of business and attract large matters all the time. And so I'm not saying it's impossible. Of course, it's not. It's, but it's not as easy as it is for transactional attorneys. Transactional attorneys are in a position where if they start going and meeting with businesses and clients, they can start doing work for them and then they can build it into larger things. And it's much more difficult for litigators. When litigators are taught to get business too, by the way, it's funny. A lot of what they'll do is they may look at businesses they may get from the courts. You can buy these kind of printouts of companies that are getting sued or lawsuits that are filed. And then they'll call the companies that are getting sued and talk to them and say, hey, can I come meet with you or talk to you about how to defend you or how we would do it? And that's how it's done. Whereas, and, and then they'll get, but they'll be talking to someone when that person is vulnerable and angry as opposed to another way. And but most transactional work, the other thing that's nice is it's ongoing, whereas litigation is a case is filed and then someone defends it, but it can come to a standstill. There's been major firms, one of them is Heller Ehrman, that was used to be one of the largest law firms in California that basically stopped as a firm when a bunch of its cases settled. And the firm had been around since the 1800s. And, and they had all these big class actions and things that settled at one time that they were defending. And then I think they had loan, loans and things they had to pay and they couldn't, the business was no longer sustainable. A lot of law firms can go away when they literally, and it's happened when big cases settle. And again, it's not very common, but it's happened. And another thing that's interesting about litigation too, which I hope you can understand the reasons why, because I've talked about it, but litigators are very desirable many times when they're younger because they're enthusiastic. They haven't experienced all the disappointments and the stress and and then they have the energy to fight. And what happens a lot of times is when the litigator starts getting older, it becomes a very difficult job for them. It's interesting is transactional attorneys are often can be very stable. They can I've seen transactional attorneys get jobs in major firms in their 80s. And literally litigators, they're just by that time, they're even in their 40s and become a very tired and, and have a very difficult time. And so you have to be very young and you, many times to do it, do it. Not always, of course, that there's definitely people that are older and very good at it. But at the same time, the energy that people have when they're young to fight and to deal with it makes it to deal with all the stress is it can really is really challenging the litigation. Whereas a lot of practice areas, as you get older, you may like with the corporate and things, your knowledge may be very helpful and your experience and same thing with litigation but as you get older you a lot of times they will lose the energy to fight and deal with all the stress and so it's just different that's all the time we have for this edition of the show if you are an attorney looking for a change head on to bcgsearch.com 